Support for Georgia College Connections comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. I am your host, Daniel McDonald. February is recognized as American Heart Month. Heart disease is a leading cause of death in the United States, claiming the lives of more than 650,000 people each year. The risk factors leading to heart disease, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, smoking, and obesity are highly prevalent in our region. But making a decision to take our heart health seriously can have ripple effects that lead to greater happiness and improved quality of life. Joining me to talk about the risks for heart disease, ways you can improve your heart health, and prevent one of the leading causes of death in the United States is Georgia College Center for Health and Social Issues Director, Dr. Damian K. Francis. Dr. Damian K. Francis, thank you for bringing this important conversation to Georgia College Connections and our radio audience. Well, thank you for having me, Daniel. It's, it's truly a pleasure to talk to my fellow residents about cardiovascular disease or heart disease, as we commonly refer to it, in the state of Georgia, in our local community, and pretty much globally, because this is a global concern. Yes, and I want to thank you for just reaching out and wanting to take this time with us to talk about this global concern. Uh, but as this is our first opportunity to talk together on the radio, I wondered if before we start, I could ask you to introduce the Center for Health and Social Issues and talk about how your organization is working to improve health outcomes here in Central Georgia. Well, thank you for that opportunity. The Georgia College Center for Health and Social Issues has been around for over 10 years, and we work primarily with community and university partners. So some of our partners would include, you know, SNAP, Family Connections, Churches, Habitat for Humanity, Bike Walk, Baldwin. And what we really do is do community outreach to improve the life of residents in central Georgia. So over the last seven years, we have worked on advancing a healthy lifestyle among residents through the program known as Live Healthy Baldwin. And that really focused on safe route to schools, available bike spaces in and around the county, and targeting one of the main risk factors you mentioned earlier for heart disease, which is obesity. And we targeted primarily childhood obesity because again childhood obesity tracks into adulthood and we believe that if we get children moving the parents will move and so that will increase physical activity for the entire family the center works through volunteer support mainly students at georgia college enrolled in nursing programs enrolled in public health programs exercise science programs and we go out to the community, different communities within Baldwin County and other counties such as Macon, Bibb County, Houston County, all, all the way up to Butts and Lamar in, you know, in more north of where we are. And we work collaboratively with the Department of Public Health 
to put on programs that aim to address issues related to diabetes, hypertension, uh, vaccination issues. And so strategically, we are trying to do four things. One, reduce health and social disparities. Two, to promote evidence-informed decision-making, particularly at the policy level. So we work very closely with our government officials, both at the city level and at the county level. We're also trying to, thirdly, create and maintain healthy communities, and that's where we work with communities to develop community gardens, to develop safe place to play in communities. And then fourthly, we try to do this through partnerships. And so we connect community members to partners out there that address the various needs. So one of our most proud accomplishment was to connect communities in the south side of Baldwin County with access to fresh fruits and vegetables through farmer's market, access to healthcare by providing mobile screening by partnering with organizations like community healthcare systems. And so in a nutshell, we are connectors in that we connect communities to care and to resources that they may need, as well as we go in and we do screening and other health-related promotional activities. In the- I think you just hit upon one of the things that I think is uh, so important about uh, any conversation we might have about health, but also I think is is core to your work, which is you'll kind of take a deeper dive. I mean, I myself, when I think about my health, I I commonly think about things I would go to see a, a doctor or a general practitioner for. But I sense that when I look at the work that the center is doing in the community, that you're talking about social fabric in, in these connectors. Might you talk about why a, a more holistic approach to health is so important for achieving the outcomes we want? Very good question. So when we go to the doctor, we are primarily going with a complaint. A complaint that stems from a much larger milieu of challenges. So, for example, you may go to the doctor with high blood pressure, but that high blood pressure is a result of a combination of issues. And so what we seek to do is to address the issues leading to a health outcome. And you know, we could talk about a few of those. One would be diet. So we address the issue of availability of fresh fruits and vegetables in communities. And so we aim to promote educational programs about the importance of fresh fruits and vegetables. We provide access by partnering to host these farmers market And we believe that health is much more than just a relationship between an outcome like hypertension and the food we eat, but also includes social issues. So when you think about the stress of parenting, and so one of the things that we are embarking on this year is to have parenting workshops. Family Academy is what we're calling it, and that provides access to parents to talk about issues that are troubling to them, the issues that they have in terms of barriers that they may face in providing the best care to their children or being the best parent that they can. And we are working with social workers, other healthcare providers, as well as psychology professionals to kind of bring that kind of care into the community because again health is impacted by what we refer to as a social determinants and so we also address other issues like the whole issue of employment and employability 
we address issues like feeling connected to your community. So a lot of times what we see is a disconnect between residents and their physical community. And that results in dilapidation, which we term blight in a community. And we believe and studies have shown that a community that has broken windows, overgrown trees, communities that have garbage on the street side, that ultimately affects the health of the population within that community. And so we also tackle those issues by forming what we call community collaboratives, that community members come together to work to address some of their own issues in the community, like removing garbage, like advocating with community government leaders for streetlights, for greater security measures in their community, because all of these come together, as you've said, to weave a kind of fabric that we call health. You're listening to a conversation with Dr. Damien K. Francis, director of Georgia College's Center for Health and Social Issues. He's joining me today to talk about American Heart Month and ways you can begin taking steps to improve your heart health and start enjoying a better quality of life. We'll be back with more of our conversation after this short break. Stay tuned. Researching for our conversation, uh, learning more about the Center for Health and Social Issues and learning more about so many of the uh, factors that affect, but also the outcomes that are uh, the product of our heart health. Uh, It seems almost like heart disease and some of the um, underlying factors are like a perfect storm uh, for many of the things that your center looks at. Can you talk about how your work at the center has informed this month's outreach effort related to heart health? Great. So I want to step back a little, Daniel, if you don't mind, to just say that, you know, cardiovascular disease is this big umbrella that we classify coronary heart disease, heart disease, and, you know, other type of cardiovascular disease. So you might go to your physician and he says you have coronary heart disease. He may say you have had a stroke. He may say, hey, you have had heart failure, peripheral artery disease. You know, these are all diseases that we classify as cardiovascular disease. Heart disease, as you mentioned, is a leading cause of death. And and you've rightly said that, you know, about 11% of American adults, about one in nine uh, persons are diagnosed with heart disease all the time. Now, as you've also mentioned, the telltale signs that you are heading in that direction for heart disease is usually your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and of course, your glucose level, sugar levels. And we we, we refer to what we call a hemoglobin A1C to measure that. We also look on other more behavioral or lifestyle factors like sodium in your diet, physical activity, maintaining a healthy weight or smoking, managing your stress and those sort of things. What the center does in our day-to-day work 
that informs uh, programming is screening. And screening is so vital. You know, uh, sometimes you go to the pharmacies and you may see someone that is offering measurement of blood pressure and you're like, you know, that's a waste of my time. It really isn't because hypertension, which is the leading risk for heart disease, is a silent killer. You can't tell. Oftentimes you cannot feel any different, but your blood pressure is elevated. And so one of the things we do as a center is that at community events, we offer blood pressure screening. We offer A1C screening. We also provide a dietary advice. We provide dietary information. We provide physical activity sessions like yoga sessions. And so this month, we are marking a week of activities, and one of the activities that we're going to be doing is a yoga session that is open to the community to participate in that yoga session, which helps to, of course, promote physical activity as well as it's a good stress management tool. We also provide educational information at the community level on smoking cessation and managing diabetes. And one of the things that we have not focused on, which we are hoping to focus on as we get more resources, is cholesterol management. Because our cholesterol levels also is a strong correlate of heart disease risk. And so one of the things we want people to do is to be mindful of what their cholesterol levels are. And so uh, in the past, we have had campaigns that have focused on know your numbers. So know what your blood pressure is, know what your A1C is, which is a measure of whether or not you're at risk for diabetes or not, and know what, of course, your cholesterol level is. And those three numbers are very important in preventing and managing heart disease. And so I, I think it's so great uh, that the center is out there in the community and uh, providing some of those assessments that will help you get yourself on track and, and know what your risk is. Uh, but for people who might uh, be hearing our conversation right now and may have a, a few moments in, in the quiet time after our conversation is over, what are the questions that they should start asking themselves to maybe do just a, a very ostensible risk assessment for their heart health? You know, so it comes back to what we refer to as the four by four. And this is this is four risk factors that really covers four different diseases. And these are, of course, diet, physical activity, smoking and alcohol use. And oftentimes, you know, we leave out the alcohol use because a lot of times, you know, we recreationally use alcohol like a glass of red wine or, you know, the occasional beer here and there. But again, it's one of the risk factors that we must talk about. So what are some of the questions you should ask yourself? The American Art Association, in keeping with the National Institute of Health and the National Heart and Lung and Blood Institute, I've come up with this wonderful calendar of 28 days towards a healthy heart. And uh, this is something that persons can go online and look up. It's the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute that has put out this thing. And one of the things that they, they tell you in this is that each day you can spend the time focusing on a different aspect of managing your heart health. So, for example... One of the questions you should be asking yourself is, when was the last time you know, I measured my blood pressure? Do I know what my blood pressure is, my usual blood pressure? Secondly, do I exercise 
30 minutes a day? Do I get in 30 minutes a day? And there are many ways to check if you're doing that. Or Our cell phone will tell us if we have gotten in our 30-minute activity or if we've gotten 10,000 steps. One of the ways to measure that is by measuring your steps. And then the other question you may want to ask yourself is, did I get my fruit and veggie in? So did I get five fruits and vegetables in from an assortment of color? And... At the end of your day, it's usually very good to end your day with some sort of mindfulness, whether this is meditation or prayer or reading, you know, whatever you do uh, to bring your day to a good close. And so one of the things you're also asking yourself is, am I finding ways to relieve my stress? And so it's important to do that kind of relaxation. And one of the things that I promote as a holistic thing is what we refer to as new start, ensuring that you have nutrition, ensuring that you have exercise, ensuring that you get your adequate amount of water. For most people, and something we promote, is that mindfulness or spirituality, meditation is important. We want to ensure that you have your rest. So sleeping is important. And that's one of the questions you should ask yourself. Am I really sleeping adequately? Because our body fixes itself and recuperates from the stresses of the day through an adequate amount of rest at night. And so am I sleeping well at night? Am I getting up in the middle of the night? And those are telltale signs that you are stressed. And one of the things that I'd also invite people to do is to talk to a friend. This can serve in two ways. It can serve to pay it forward by telling a friend about you know, these mindful practices that they should do. Or it could provide the support you need. For example, our hearts are healthier when we work out together. So having a partner to work out. So ask your family members to join you in the neighborhood for a walk. Some of the other things, do I have some of the typical things around the house that I may need to facilitate my life changes, like a tape measure to kind of measure if my waist size is reducing? You know, do I have, for example, sneakers to exercise? And that might sound very silly, but Oftentimes, one of the barriers to exercising is people just don't have the adequate footwear that they need to exercise. So do I own a pair of trainers? These are some of the simple but important questions we can ask ourselves as we prepare to do something towards a healthier heart. This may seem uh, like a question outside of the realm of what we're talking about, but so oftentimes we are, are concerned about our health, but we put that concern off. Do you have any tips for just being honest with ourselves so that we can uh, get over our fears and anxieties about our own health and take those first steps towards uh, living a healthier life? That is human nature, isn't it? It is. That we <laughs> procrastinate or we hesitate or we put off what we can do today for tomorrow. And one of the important things that I take in mind when I need to make those kind of decisions is I want to live for more moments with my family. And so if you're not going to do it for yourselves, one of the things I like to encourage people to do is to think about the persons in your life that you can do it for. And so find a reason. That's my grounding principle. Find a reason why you need to make that change. Is it that you want to spend more time with your kids? Is it that you'd like to be around for your grandchildren? 
Is it that you'd like to walk your daughter or your granddaughter down the aisle? Is it that you would like to reach a certain age uh, so that you can enjoy a little bit of retirement life. So find that anchoring reason as to why you need to begin this journey. And then once you've found that reason to motivate you, it's important to make a plan. And as I've said before, one of the good ways that you can make a plan is to use this 28 days uh, toward a healthier heart calendar. And it walks you through day after day what you can do in order to reduce the risk of heart disease. So importantly, find a reason. Is it going to be about more moments, more life, more memories that you want to create? Then make a plan. And once you have made that plan, you want to stick to that plan. And one of the ways we have found in, in the social and behavioral realm that helps people to, to stick to a plan is if you have a partner in that plan. And so we encourage people to work out with your partners, work out with your children, work out with your pets, exercise with your friends, uh, attend group sessions if you can. And the center often provides opportunities like that, albeit not on a weekly basis. But over time, we provide these kind of support, activity session, a yoga session here or there, a walk around Milledgeville. For example, we do a breast cancer awareness walk. And so find ways to get those plans that you have made to become a consistent part of your life. So those would be my three tips. Find a reason, make a plan, Stick to the plan. You're listening to a conversation with Dr. Damian K. Francis, director of Georgia College's Center for Health and Social Issues. He's joining me today to talk about American Heart Month and ways you can begin taking steps to improve your heart health and start enjoying a better quality of life. We'll be back with more of our conversation after this short break. Stay tuned. I want to go another step forward to an extent. Uh, maybe you've had uh, the opportunity to do a self-assessment, or maybe you haven't. Uh, what are the questions that you should be asking your healthcare providers? That's a very good question. Certainly, when you visit with your healthcare provider, be it a nurse practitioner or your physician, there are standard heart disease risk assessment that is done, and your physician will do these by measuring some of the measures that we referred to earlier. So, is my blood pressure okay? What is my blood pressure? Mention to your doctor about your family history. So if you have a family history of hypertension, if you have a family history of heart disease or stroke, you want to mention that to your physician or healthcare provider. You want to ask about your cholesterol level. You want to ask about your risk for type two diabetes. 
these are some of the basic questions that you should ask and get those numbers know those numbers and over time when you go for your annual or sometimes you may go twice a year you want to consistently check on those numbers to make sure then you want to move beyond just the numbers and begin to speak to your healthcare provider about what are some of the things you can do in terms of behavior, lifestyle, or diet that may reduce your risk of heart disease. And your physician or your healthcare provider may recommend you to see a nutritionist or a dietitian and talk to them about that. Certainly, weight loss is one of the big things. And in our region, in Baldwin County and in the state of Georgia, we have a high rate of obesity among our population. And so weight loss is a thing that you can discuss with your physician. We know that when you lose weight, it drastically reduces your blood pressure and therefore reduces hypertension and therefore reduces the risk of heart disease. You want to talk to your doctor about is there anything in the diet that you can change? So, for example, one of the things we have known over time from research is that the consumption of animal products, particularly red meat or meat that is high in fat, high in sodium, particularly processed meats, that those increase your risk of elevated cholesterol, also known as hypercholesteremia, also increases your blood pressure. And so if you can reduce those unhealthier foods and improve on your uh, plant-based foods, then that's also a, a very beneficial thing to do for the heart. Talk to your physician about that. If you're somebody who smoke, talk to your doctor about how you might be able to understand how smoking affects your heart and what you can do to reduce the effect of smoking on your heart. And your physician may recommend to you a cessation program. There are medication-assisted programs that might help you to reduce the urge for tobacco use or any other kind of nicotine product use. And so you want to talk to your doctor about the smoking cessation. If you are a person who consumes alcohol on a regular basis and you want to cut back on that, speak to your physician too about how you can get help in reducing uh, your dependence on alcohol if you have some kind of alcohol dependency. And these are really important conversations to have because these are all of the risk factors that tremendously affect or heart disease profile and the risk of diabetes. And finally, there are cardiovascular disease risk assessment that can be done. Some are just questions that are asked and you get a score, while some includes some amount of measurements that I've mentioned, like the cholesterol and the blood pressure and the A1C. Uh, and so these are some of the important things I think you should raise with your healthcare provider at least once, if not twice a year when you go to see your physician or your healthcare provider. One of the things you mentioned in your last response was uh, about a regional diet that is shared amongst uh, Georgians across the state and perhaps across the southeast. Um, of course, uh, heart disease cuts across all demographics, but it disproportionately affects some communities. Can you talk about who might be at a greater risk for heart disease? You know, it's sad to say, but we are a part of... We're not the buckle, but certainly we might be the tail of what is known as the stroke belt, meaning in our region, in the southern region, we are much more likely to see a higher prevalence of hypertension and therefore heart disease than many other geographic regions across the United States. And it comes back down to what you've mentioned just now, you know, the diet. Growing up, when I heard about 
states like Georgia, we think about a meat and potato state. And even though we don't, we do, we are not Idaho. We are not known for our potatoes. We certainly are known for a good barbecue. And so these dietary cultural factors do play a part. And so we see that particularly minority groups suffer a lot from stroke and heart disease. Particularly, women suffer from heart disease. Uh, and so this is a, a challenge. This is a big challenge that we have in this region in that minorities such as African-Americans and Hispanic disproportionately suffer more than Caucasians. But again, in our Caucasian members of our society, we see things like ischemic heart disease, which is another type of heart disease. And that is driven primarily by a high cholesterol and smoking. And one of the things that is a big driver to push why we see in places like Georgia, in states closer to Georgia, so we think about our uh, Mississippi, we think about uh, other states in the South that have a high prevalence of heart disease and hypertension. It's primarily because of our fast food intake, so high levels of fast food intake, limited access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And so last year, one of the things the Center for Health and Social Issues did was a food environment assessment. And we went and we mapped and assessed all the food locations in Baldwin County. And one of the things we find was very surprising that the predominant source of food for residents of the county came from convenience stores. These are convenience stores that are linked to gas station or con standalone convenience stores. And one of the things we find with convenience stores is that they are far from being providers of fresh fruits and vegetables. And so we live particularly in a food desert which is a desert in terms of access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And sadly, the frequency with which we see farmers market is declining in the state of Georgia over the last two years, primarily because of the impact of COVID-19. And so there's a compounding effect that we've seen with this pandemic and the availability of fresh fruits and vegetables, which are all drivers why we see people who are socioeconomically disadvantaged, so the poorer uh, individuals within the state, suffering more from heart disease, people who are ethnic minorities, uh, again, suffering more, uh, people who grew up in home where a parent or a family member, so there's the ancestral factor, suffered from heart disease, are more likely to be affected by heart disease later in their life. And while these things sometimes are genetically facilitated, we know from our work in epigenetics that we can regulate how our genes are expressed in terms of the fact that my father or my mother or my grandparents had heart disease is not a death sentence for the children or later generation. We can regulate the expression by the food we consume, by physical activity, and by just taking good care of ourselves. You're listening to a conversation with Dr. Damien K. Francis, director of Georgia College's Center for Health and Social Issues. He's joining me today to talk about American Heart Month and ways you can begin taking steps to improve your heart health and start enjoying a better quality of life. We'll be back with more of our conversation after this short break. Stay tuned.
we're coming to the close of our time together today, uh, but I want to, in hopes of keeping this conversation going on amongst our radio audience um, after our program tonight, ask you the question, what must we do to advocate to improve health outcomes for ourselves, our communities, in that all-important next generation? You know, I think it was Mahatma Gandhi that said the change should start with us, and I'm paraphrasing here. If we want to see change, we certainly should have that change start with us. And I'll get personal in the interview to say that uh, just about a year ago, I decided that I was going to take my own health and my own fitness up a notch. And one of the things I did was I know what would motivate me. And so I went and bought one of these devices, one of these watches that actually measures your heart rate. It measures your physical activity. It measures your movement. And so every day before I go to bed, I take a look at my watch and I look if I've met my goals. And if I haven't met my goals, I spend another 15 to 20 minutes meeting those goals. And so for me, it's a personal investment. And I would like to suggest to our listeners that it should become for you a personal investment. And that personal investment can be in a different area each day or each month. So you could say this month, I'm going to focus on getting my water and fixing my diet. I want to eat more fruits and vegetables. Start with your own personal commitment. And you move on and you may say, you know, next month I'm going to try and get some physical activity work starting and I'm going to be consistent with what I've started last month and continue on with what I've started this month. And this may include just dancing to your favorite music for 15 minutes, just turning on your music devices in your homes or on your phones and just dance like crazy for 15 minutes just to kind of get your physical activity in. And we know that even though you may make physical changes personally, a lot of what will ultimately redound to the benefit of a community is changes in the environment and policy changes. And one of the things I'm a big advocate for, Daniel, and hopefully I won't get in trouble with my listening audience today, is policy that promotes availability of not only green spaces, but availability of good, healthy foods in our community. And so one of the things we should be talking more about on the radio, at our council meetings, at our city meetings, is the availability of fresh fruits and vegetables in our local rural communities. You know, in a recent publication that has come out talking about rural disparities in terms of heart disease and diet in the state of Georgia, it talks about the lack of access to fresh fruits and vegetables in our community. And, you know, there's a lot of stores, and I won't call any store names, but there's a lot of stores that are being opened up across the county. And when you look on their shelves, you don't see any fresh fruits and vegetables. When you look in their refrigerator, there is a minimal amount of frozen fruits and vegetables, but a majority of processed meat. And so one of the things we want to see our leaders doing is advocating for when stores are open, that we have green markets attached to these stores or fresh fruits and vegetables available in these stores. We want to see incentives for people to bike, incentives for people to walk, to jog, and to exercise 
in our county. And so, you know, make more walkable spaces in rural areas. You know, I visit the south side of Baldwin County all the time, and one of the most heartbreaking things I see is a resident trying to walk uh, from their home somewhere along Vincent Highway to perhaps a local convenience store located on Vincent Highway, and there is no sidewalk for them to walk. And, and that is decreasing walkability in a community, which ultimately redound to increase overweight, lack of physical activity, and impacts our heart disease. And again, that sense that these things are connected across many uh, aspects of our, our diet, the physical space, in the way that uh, we advocate and think about our community, even from uh, the intangible policy level. Exactly, exactly. And so when we think about town planning or community planning, it must be planned holistically to look on how all of these things are interconnected in what we call the social determinants of health. We have shown in research that communities that have appropriate walkable space have higher rates of physical activity. We have shown in research on the flip side that communities like Baldwin County that implement you know, bike lanes and more access to bikeability have shown improvement in health outcomes. And so Several years ago, uh, I believe in 2010, we at the Center for Health and Social Issues launched what was known as the Live Healthy Baldwin program, which, which aimed at increasing access to bike lanes and other physical activity like green areas that people can walk more in the county. And I do believe things like that makes a difference. However, it, we must consistently maintain them and we must go further. And after we have created the perfect environment or a better environment, I should say, we should also provide in terms of diet, a better environment for people to gain access to these fresh fruits and vegetables. We are out of time today, but Dr. Damien K. Francis, I want to thank you again for bringing this important conversation about our overall in holistic health, uh, but especially uh, heart health to our radio audience. Great. Thank you for having me, Daniel. And for your listeners who are in uh, Baldwin County, look out for us on the streets and in the community. Uh, February 13th through to 18th, we will be doing a, a bunch of activities. I know we will be uh, downtown Milledgeville and Hancock uh, doing free blood pressure screening on the street side. So by the Barnes and Nobles. So if you happen to want your blood pressure checked, just come by. We'll be offering free diabetes screening and uh, free blood pressure checks, you know, by the Barnes and Nobles uh, along the Hancock Street and of course you know you're welcome to just give us a call if folks want to call us to get more information about the Center for Health and Social Issues they can do so at 478-234-2268-478-234-2268. So well Dr. Damien K. Francis thank you so much again for joining me on Georgia College Connections. Thank you Daniel. You've been listening to a conversation with Dr. Damian K. Francis, director of Georgia College's Center for Health and Social Issues. He joined me today to talk about American Heart Month and ways you can begin taking steps to improve your heart health and start enjoying a better quality of life. You can learn more about Georgia College's Center for Health and Social Issues on their website at www.gcsu.edu chsi 
On behalf of WRGC 88.3 FM, I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. Thank you for spending a portion of your evening with me here on Georgia College Connections. I hope you enjoyed our time together, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you again next time.